Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? All right, zoom me the favor. We need some room. I want everybody's shift. Just moving, moving, moving. Wrap it around. There's more space over here. Hallelujah. It's getting out. Leaders, help them out. Just move just a little bit. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Move it down here. Amen. This first song, if we can get up on the screen for me, please. This first song is called Deep Cries Out. It's a house favorite. And for those who don't know, there's a dance to this song. So if you don't know the dance, just look to your neighbor. They probably know it. If they don't, then watch my man Chris. Everybody give it up for Chris, y'all. Doing house rules. If you don't know, my man Chris can help you out. It's just basically, when we say deep cries out, deep cries out, that's when we're moving and dancing. But just listen to what we say. Amen. How many of you guys want me to start singing and less talking? Amen, amen, amen. One, two, one, two, three, four. We're singing, I've got, and I've got, we'll see that. A living water, a fountain that never will run dry. Come on, sing it, it's an open. Is this an open heaven that you're releasing? And we will never be in. Come on, sing out, because we're stirring up a stir. Because we're stirring up deep, deep wells. Stirring up deep, deep waters We're gonna jump in the river Jump in We're stirring up Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells We're stirring up deep, deep waters Come on! We're gonna dance in the river Dance Deep cries out Deep cries out and Deep cries out to Deep cries out and Deep cries out to we cry out, we cry out to you. Come on, clap those hands, deep cries. Deep cries out, deep cries out to Deep cries out, deep cries out to We cry out, we cry out to you. Come on, I've got, and I've got the river. Open, cause it's an open heaven that you're releasing, and we will go see it out. Cause we're stirring up, we're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the rain. We'll jump, jumping, we're stirring up, we're stirring up deep, deep waters. Cries out, deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to, deep cry out. You, Jesus, come on. Deep cries out, deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to. We cry out, we. You, Jesus, just a voice, deep cries. Come clap those hands in this place. All right, this is the part of the song where we like to move. So look to your neighbor and just say, neighbor, if I step on your feet, 
I don't mean to, but I'm just getting my praise on for Jesus. I say apology in advance. Come on, Chris. worship we want our praise to be heard in heaven come on, we want to shake heaven come on we want it to loose up in here come on, we don't have to wait till we die to have a party in the presence of the lord come on we can have a party in the presence of the lord right now god we seek your face let your spirit roar in this place let your spirit reign in this place we ask for the fire god we ask for the fire god. come on ask for it today so we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. Oh, and deep cries out to deep. Oh, and deep, and deep cries out to. We cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. And deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come, let's sing this out today. What can wash? 
you guys to see this and I want you guys to just let it be something that you know just you see but just don't take this in what we're going to show you right now is a video of uh, it's a clip of pastors in India right now being beaten for their faith you know we have such a freedom here in America to sing songs to worship but right now in places these third world countries they're being persecuted for your faith to be a Christian means something it costs them something for us here, it may cost us friendships, but even at that, if it starts costing us friendships, we won't live out loud. We won't start telling people about Jesus. We'll play it cool. We'll go to church. We'll lift hands, but we won't lift hands in school. We won't lift hands at work. But these men and women, they're putting their lives on the line. 
So as we just keep on playing, I just ask that you would listen to it. You can just mute the, um, the volume on that video. We'll just keep on playing. But I ask that you would just take it serious. That you would watch it. loads it just ask you guys would just close your eyes and just start don't wait for the video to come up but just start praying right now that the God would use you to, to be bold the God would use you in this life in your life come on, we're just gonna turn this time right now we're just gonna start praying for people start praying for the lost God we ask that you speak to people God even people in this place, God, who are lost, who don't know what it's like to go through hard trials because of you. God, let you pray for salvation in the name of Jesus. Bring salvation to their lives. God, don't let my life go by without you using me, God. Come on, let's just pray right now. We lift it up to you today, Lord. We cry out. watch this video as it plays we have pastors right now in India and Nepal and each have been through persecution similar to this I just ask that as you watch this just prayerfully lift them up I do warn you that some of the images you will be seeing will be a little bit graphic it may be hard to watch of a church he was attacked by Hindu extremists they told him to recant his faith here are some pastors who are being attacked by a mob who are being persecuted for their faith in, in northern India and if you watch you can see security you can see the police stand in the midst of them, they don't stop it, they allow them to beat them. That's what it's like right now in some of these places.
these awesome pictures. This is what it means to be saved. This is what it means to be a Christian. This is what it means to be a pastor in these places. They're burning Bibles. They're tearing up pages from Bibles. They're burning up literature from the church. They're getting it together. They're ripping it apart. These mobs have gone inside churches, destroyed everything, beaten the pastors to instill fear into the people, not to keep on going to church, not to keep on following Jesus. time of prayer right now that we would just take this time if you could just bow your head and close your eyes and I want us to lift up these men right now but as you're praying I challenge you in your walk of faith today when you look at images like that when you look at videos like that that's no small thing and there are stories there are documented stories and it's happening today men and women dying for the sake of the gospel they're dying for the sake of the gospel they're living their life to say God this world has nothing for me I'm giving my life to you some of these pastors leave behind families some of these pastors leave behind you know their friends to go preach the gospel what's it costing you today I hope that you will look at your Christianity and you won't take it lightly. But as you pray for these pastors right now, if you know in your heart right now that there is some compromise, that there is no absolute, that you're not sold out for Jesus Christ, listen to me, friends. We have freedom here in America, but how much longer? I don't know about you now, but I want to worship Jesus and His glory right now. I want to start praying for these pastors. Let's just start lifting them up right now. You don't know them by name, but just start praying for nations that God will send people out. This is what we believe as a youth group, as a church, that God answers our prayers. Come on, I believe God is working on some of you guys. He's moving you right now. Come on, let's just cry out for them as we continue to play. up your voice and courage your neighbor right now we pray for them Lord we pray for the persecuted church
Start in us, oh God. Start in us. We want more. We want more, Lord. Come on, lift up your brothers and sisters right now. Come on, there's somebody right now that God is using you to pray for. Come on, they may be facing persecution right now. They may be facing having to close down their church. Come on, but your prayers right now may give them the strength. Your prayers right now may give them the boldness to stand up. Come on, saints. Be used by the Lord right now. So on fire, a church on fire, oh we lift our voice, come on today, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe, oh Lord, sing our precious Your blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is and those addictions in your life are broken off of you right now that that area of compromise that you've been allowed to slip in is done right now come on God is calling you to something greater God is calling you to a greater anointing God is calling you to a greater presence and who he is what can wash what can wash come on declare today what can make Jesus, 
Just give me Jesus, oh, well, you can take it all, you take it all, oh, just give me, come on, declare, just give me, I'm done with everything else, well, you can take it all, you take it all, oh, I'm done with my sin, I'm done with my compromise, Oh, I'm done with my lukewarmness. You can take it all. You take it all. Oh, just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Come on, declare you can take. Well, you can take it all. Take it all. Just to give me Jesus. Satisfy. Not the love from a man, ladies. If you've been looking for the love of a man, let me tell you what: the love from the Father, the love from Jesus, will never satisfy. Will always satisfy. The love from a man, the love from a man, the love from a boyfriend. Come on, for someone that you seek in school, will never satisfy. But the love of Jesus, come on, the love of Jesus will satisfy. Just one touch, it will quench your thirst. Man, no more seeking your affirmation in people from women seeking love, thinking they can satisfy. Oh, I don't want, I don't want, but well, I don't want any other. Love. Only He satisfies. I don't want. I don't want any other 
Everything there is to know about you, God. Just give me Jesus. Just give me you, O Lord. That's all we ask for today in Elevate, Lord God. That you would let us just know you more, Lord God. That you would let us know you more, God. We ask of you, Lord God, to be with us, Lord God. In the midst of us, Lord God. Be with us as, as the word is preached. Be with us as, our, as we go into our life groups, Lord God. Because you are worthy, Lord God. You are worthy, Jesus, for all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hallelujah, Lord God. Be lifted up in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. What we like to do right now, just going to head dismiss you guys into our life groups. My warriors for Christ, my saints, and my JC soldiers. This is what we do, guys, just a fellowship. We're going to take the next three minutes, go ahead and break out, and then we're going to break back in. we got some exciting news. We have a Christmas party coming up soon. So take some notes, listen well, break back in in three minutes. Three minutes starting now.
Come on, 30 seconds left. Now, five, four, three, two, one. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. Let's check this out. Many, 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 welcome, 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 going the wrong way. Praise Him. Guys, we got some exciting, do me a favor, turn on these lights over here. I'm not, a, I'm not pink, now I'm purple. I love this, I'm doing announcements today. Today we have a little, a little gift for you guys. We got a gift for everybody in this place. My brother from another mother, none only but himself, our very own Ellie. Hernandez is preaching today. Come on, somebody. So he's just getting the last word. He's just getting the anointing. I'm from the Lord right now. Let's let him receive that. Amen. Welcome to Elevate. I like this, having this iPod. It controls everything I do. Watch this. Watch this. Bam. And that's sick. And I can listen to music right now. Like, you know how people do on the bus. It's like, where's that noise coming from? It's coming from my iPod all loud. It's like, really? Okay. Welcome to Elevate. Amen, amen. We meet here at 7.30s. We get down because we get down with the Holy Ghost. Look to your neighbor and say, are you down with the Holy Ghost? Because I sure am. I need another dose 
of the Holy Ghost. You know what I was taught in worship? You know why we stick our hands up? Why? Because it's a Holy Ghost stick up. You always see in those Western movies, like, stick them up! That's ah! when the Holy Ghost comes in our body, it's like, oh, Jesus. And we just like, oh, you got the Holy Ghost stick up. Amen? Can I get amen? Amen. <laughs> going the wrong. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> going back to the song the lord is leading us amen our visitor contest now guys we always talk about this every week but i just want to look to your neighbor and just look if they're not a visitor we want visitors is your person that you're sitting to right now just sitting next to rather are they a visitor if not go like this go shame 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 guys look we have look it's at the end of december this is no longer valid so it ends at the end of December. I'm telling you. So guys, get your friends in right now. One friend they got to get. Two friends. Gifts for both you and yourself. Three friends. A pizza party. Do we got a pizza party today? No pizza party today. No pizza party. Oh, man. And some of y'all didn't eat. Some of y'all looking at the Facebook post. Pizza party. I ain't going to eat today, mom. Yeah, right. Three friends for a pizza party. And five friends. You get a $50 gift card to the hit mall. Someone say, Chia. You guys are so like, Chia. Is exactly. Amen. Here at Metro Praise, our vision. Guys, repeat it after me. Wait, we do have pizza party? From one person bringing it, though. <laughs> I love you guys. But I don't love you that much. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I just got to discern from the Holy Ghost. I'll let my staff handle that one. So that's not even on my choice. If you guys smell pizza at the end of service, that's just the Lord just telling you that we have it. But if not, still praise Him anyways if He's good. Amen? Pizza or no pizza, God is good. Amen? So bring your friends out so we can for sure do the thing. Look to your name and say amen. Hallelujah. Our vision here at Metro Praise is loving God and loving people. Look to your name and say I love you. Not like that. If they're a lady and you really like them, I just don't, don't, don't scare them now. Look to your other neighbor and say, God loves you. Amen. That's what we believe here. Our strategy in this church is connect, mentor, and send. And one of the ways we do that here, we so believe in the church. Okay. How many of you guys believe in the church? Amen. See, the church was never just to be here on a Fridays and you just come do service. But we plug in. It's alive. We go out and preach the gospel and other people get saved. Amen. Amen. Some of you guys are here because people went out and preached the gospel. And some of you guys came on a life group. And we have some going on. Mine is Sundays. Ellie and Leilani's Warriors for Christ. Sundays. Cynthia on Sundays. Guys, come on up. Actually, the 18th. Mark it in your calendar. The 18th is an ugly sweater. Um, white elephant talking about food party. What are we calling it? The Christmas party. <laughs> Praise him. Okay, so look at this, guys. I know you guys seen it on the news. Go to the dollar store or through a thrift store. Make sure you wash those things when you get them because sometimes they'll be smelling or nasty. But anyways, pick up an ugly Christmas sweater because you know no one wears them. But for this party, we're going to wear them, okay? And actually, that day, we're having more info. Just talk to your life group leaders about it. Someone say amen. And another thing that we're really excited about, if you're a one-on-one, I want you to go, hallelujah. hallelujah. My gosh. I was really expecting maybe like a few, hallelujah, but that was a pretty loud hallelujah. Amen. Guys, we so believe in this. Look to your name and say, are you a disciple? Really, look to him. I'm scratching my head over here. Listen to me really quickly. This church believes in making disciples. We don't just believe in making people that come into a seat. So if you've been here for our 
six months, I ain't pointing at any elbows. If you've been here six months and you're still not in the 101, if you're still not in the 101, then uh, do we want you to be a part of the 101, okay, guys? God said, go and make. That's what he said. Did he say, go and make church goers? There's no power in churchgoers, man. I tell you, ain't no power in churchgoers. We believe in discipleship. Amen. Amen. And our goal is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches to plant 500 churches around the world. Some exciting news. We just got a new storefront in Wicker Park, guys. If you guys haven't known about this, we were having a church campus in Chopin Theater. And they were charging us an arm and leg to stay there. And, you know, we never really felt the presence of God, but we were just moving and grooving. And God opened up the doors for us to have a storefront that is only two storefronts away on the corner of the Vision and um, Division and... Milwaukee. Amen. Division at Milwaukee. God is doing some awesome things. There's going to be a youth group over there. Say, what? More details to come about it but look this is our vision look it's right here a hundred thousand disciples in chicago so that when we get together and do a giant rally for elevate come on now the elevate rally we're gonna have to meet in the united center hallelujah come on we were sitting right there next to derrick rose hallelujah i'm just i'm just saying somebody gotta get him saved come on now in chicago sum bible college if you have a call of god on your life stop playing around with god for real <laughs> that's it God is calling you into the ministry. Talk to us. We got more info for you in the back. It's just an awesome Bible college about to graduate in May. Some of us are. Actually, all your staff are. It's really great stuff. So you guys want more info, please talk to us. Amen. If you can stand to your feet for me, please. We're going to give our tithes and offerings. Whenever we do tithes and offerings, you guys always are. You guys act like you're broke. You guys are like, I'll watch some of you guys. Time for tithes and offering. I left my wallet in my bag. Yeah, what's that giant bulge coming out of your pocket? That's gum. Ain't no gum. You know what that is. Come on, tithes and offering. 10% of your total income. Okay, whatever you make. I don't have a job. Your mom gave you 20 bucks. That's what you made. Hallelujah. And offerings, whatever you give to God after your tithe. Guys, I'm just reading stories. It's challenging me and my giving about men and women of God who at the bare bones had very little, but they gave to God. And God provided. Just some crazy stuff. I'm telling you, the only, listen to me, the only part in the Bible where God says to test him, because the Bible says, you know, Jesus said in Matthew when he was, you know, arguing against Satan, he was, you know, rebuking him, he said, it is written, do not test the Lord your God. But in Malachi, it talks about God saying, test me in this and see if I will not fill up your storehouse. So God is actually saying, hey, if you trust me in this enough, I will bless you. And that's just the biblical principle. Amen. We got a new number today. We do. Don't round it. 2,728.29. I think we had that last week, didn't we? That's okay. But you guys don't remember it today. What is it? Alec. I see Alec raising his hand. Drum roll, please. <laughs> $272.82. Give it up for Alec, my man. What high school you go to? That's what's up. Prosper Love in the house, baby. Lane Tech, Lane Tech Indians. Oh. Anyways, amen. We we still love Jesus. Amen. None of that boo stuff. Get that out of here. Acts 1035. Just read it out as a family. Okay? Let the Lord convict you to pull out your wallet and be like, yeah, Jesus, this was for you. Come on now. Acts 1035. Remembering the words. What'd he say? Boom. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you for every person in here, Father, that they're able to give, God. 
Father, not one of these uh, youth in here, Father, are, are struggling, Father God, with their, you know, with their incomes. Father, you've taken care of us, Father, the way you say that you take care of the, the blades of grass in the field, God. And I just pray that they will be cheerful givers as they give. Father, let them learn this right now, Father, to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Wait. And everybody said... I'm sorry, I said wait. We're just really quickly, really quickly. Before we start, um, there's a reason why I played that video of the persecution. Today's actually Missions Month, okay? And just before, I, I always have to say it because we never want to take it lightly. There are people in India and Nepal that carry the name of Metro Praise. They are starting Metro Praise churches in these places, and I've been there. I've seen them. I've shook their hands. You know, I, I was living with them. You know, I, I saw what it was like. Guys, keep them in prayer, okay? And we're raising up this offering for them, okay? Oh, man, now I'm really going to have See, I'm telling you, because, look, there's a church out there, and they don't have much. We, we're privileged here in America to have, you know, the lights and all that. They don't have it. I remember, if I can get the video, one of these days, I recorded a video. We walked into the church in Nepal. You felt the fire of God. Women just praying, speaking in tongues, and we're just like, boom. We just got in. All they had was just a drummer and a guitar. That was at no lights, met in a tin, like, place, because they were an underground church. Man. But guys, we're, we're giving to support them. Some awesome things are happening. People are getting saved. And you guys are doing it. Amen. So today's Missions Month. Come on up as you give. DJ, play that music. <laughs> DJ, play me some like rap, please. Some hardcore rap. <laughs> I just want to dance right now. Interpretive dance. Oh, you just messed my mojo up. Amen. Leilani's give give it up for Leilani the Bible quiz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's the visitor in this place? Put him on blast right now. Right now. Okay, darling, darling, come here, darling. Let's go. Let me get one more visitor. One more visitor. Oh, beautiful. Come here. Come here, beautiful. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna make it easy for you guys, okay? What was Jesus' first miracle? No, I'm just kidding. That's the last one, okay? How easy should I make it? Can everybody scream? Should it be easy? Easy? Everybody raise your hand if it should be real easy. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm gonna ask you. You guys gotta raise your hand, the first person to get the answer, okay? Alright? Who parted the Red Sea? Who parted the Red Sea? Okay, okay. Moses? There you go, you got it! Here you go! Everybody get right half! Yay! You can go sit down. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. It's okay. Now, can I get two one-on-oneers? Two one-on-oneers. Marcy, sit down. No, I'm just kidding. Come on, Marcy. Can I get Aaliyah up here? There we go. Aaliyah and Marcy. Okay. Y'all better stop before I knock you out. Okay. All right. I got a, I got a question for y'all. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Are you ready? Okay. How many books of the Bible are there? Are there all together? Oh, snap. Y'all don't know this? Wait a second. Okay. Shame, shame, shame on y'all. I mean, y'all in one-on-one? I'm teaching y'all and you don't know? Wait a second. I'm going to give you two seconds to come up with the answer. I'm going to get two new people. Five, four, three, two, one. Y'all better sit down. Let me get two one-on-one. Miriam, come up here. Come here, Anai. Okay. 
Don't disappoint me. How many books of the Bible are there? Raise your hand. Okay, who went up first? Okay, put them down, put them down, put them down. Do it again. <laughs> You're super thirsty. Okay, give me the answer. How many books are there? 72. Go sit down. <laughs> How many books are there? 66. There you go, girl. <laughs> Which one do you want? There you go, girl. Now let me get two more people. Let me get two two one ers You get up. Come here. And you too. Come on. Okay, this one's going to be difficult. I believe in you guys, though, okay? What was Jesus' first miracle? Raise your hand. <clears throat> Turning water into wine. Who told you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you won. Now you get to pick something. Hurry up, girl. Make it quick. <laughs> All right. And now I get the opportunity to introduce my husband who's giving the word. Oh, wait a second. Who? Oh, we're going to do the skit first. Okay, so can I get the skit team to come up here and let's get ready to do the skit? There we go. Where y'all backpacks at? Come on, give it up for the skit team. I didn't ask to be born. Yeah, I'm going to give these to free or somebody. Here, here you go, Leah. Here you go, Jer oh, no, no, no. Jacob. Ah. <laughs> Treated. All right, everybody. You guys ready for the word today? Come on. Are you guys ready for the word today? Come on, give me some noise. All right, all right. We're not doing the Bible quiz. <laughs> We already went through that. Alrighty, so, can you lower me down just a little bit on the mic? Oh, the power. So today, I want to talk to you guys about something that's been on my heart. And, you know, 
I feel like the Lord really confirmed it. I was praying about it, and I just feel like the Lord really wants to to show you guys this new thing. Um, you know, we're talking this whole month about you know things that are going on, and we're just trying to to make sure that everybody knows what the, what the Bible says about these things. So, for one, last week we talked about about uh, gossip, right? So this week, you know, I was just praying about it, and I just I just got on my in my you know just in my spirit, basically what what God is saying. So everybody can bow their heads and close their eyes. Lord God, we come before you, God, and we ask you to be here in the midst of us, Lord God, that this word, Lord God, would actually impact people's hearts and their minds, Lord God. It would change destinies forever, Lord God. I know that a lot of people here, Father God, this might even be the last time they would hear a message from you, God. But I pray, Lord God, that you would be faithful to your people, Lord God, and that you would save the people that are here, the visitors, Lord God, and even people on 201, Lord God. I pray that you speak new words to their hearts, Lord God. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the title of today's message is called Ghetto Mentality. Alrighty? You might, you wanna say it? You want, you wanna call it Ghetto Mentality? I don't know what you wanna say, okay? But Ghetto Mentality, that's today's message. And just before we actually, I even tell you the definition, I wanna make something very clear to you guys. I'm not talking about neighborhoods. I'm not talking about where you grew up and all that stuff. I'm not talking about races and all that. I'm just talking about a general, vague just just ghetto mentality that's there and just in general so obviously we have the definition here and this is the best one i can come up with i was looking up on google and all that trust me man this is the same consensus for all the people who talk about ghetto mentality and it is the thought process that labels everything low quality as acceptable you think to yourself what like what what does that mean well basically it means this the way you think and you you allow yourself to think that you know for instance uh Trash is good. That's that's ghetto mentality. And I mean, I know you guys are like, no, 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 that's not true. No, I'm telling you, man, seriously. So it's serious, though. For one second, when I'm saying that somebody has ghetto mentality, I'm not saying that they they have a, they're, they're they're wise and all that. I'm saying that no, they're a fool in the eyes of God. And why is that the case? It's because they are okay, and, and it's just excuse the, the terminology, but they're okay with crap. Really, they're okay with things being low quality and they say, that's fine, whatever. And I think that's happening right now in this youth group. I think that a lot of you guys are just okay with it. It's just like, okay, you know what? I ain't going to get any better or something like that. So it's for real, man. So what does the Bible say about Kedemotari? Again, fool, foolish, folly. And so I, I want to open up with some scriptures. I don't have one specific scripture because I was just reading it and I was just like, man, all these scriptures just, you know, just speak to me. So the first one says Proverbs thirteen sixteen. Wise people think before they act. Fools don't, and even brag about their foolishness. Does that remind you of somebody? Does anybody here like see that a lot in somebody like that? And I want to first of all just tell you guys that fools don't really think twice about things. And ghetto mentality, people don't really think twice about it. It's just kind of like it just comes at it, and that's just how it goes. They just kind of go with it, and they brag about it later on forgetting to think about things and through things, they're not really rational. It's just kind of like, that's just what it is, you know what I mean? Like, you know, instead of being logical, instead of thinking and sitting down and being like, well, you know what, I, I really got to think about my education. Oh, I really got to think about my relationship. Oh, I got really got to think about the friends I hang out with. It's just kind of like, well, you know, whatever I got, that's how I'm going to go and do it. And, you know, like the skit was a perfect example of that. You guys can uh, be a little quiet over here in this corner. You guys are the, the troublemakers over here. Shame, shame. Yes, Marcy, it's you, number one. And I, I want you guys to know that, that 
they, they don't think through it. They don't, they don't want to, to go through it the, the logical way. They're just, just okay with it. So it's sad, I know, it, and, you know, what, what can you do? They just say, let's just do it. Let's just go for it, whatever. I bet you guys, you know, you, you've even done this before in your own life. You just kind of, like, they don't want to think of the consequences. Maybe people told you before, you know what, you got to think about your future. Oh, you got to do this. And you're like, no, nah, I don't care. It's ghetto. Just be honest with yourself. You're, you're acting ghetto right there at that moment. People with ghetto mentality don't think twice. And then the Bible says in another place, in Ecclesiastes 10.3, it says you can identify fools just by the way they walk down the street. Come on, that's tight. Imagine that. So now, you know, you're thinking that it's all about just how you think, but it's also, you know, how you act as well. And people can notice it right away. And another actual, another version of that exact scripture, and I'm just going to read scripture to you guys, all right? Don't get upset with me, but it says this. Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. I'm just reading the Bible, right? That's what the Bible says. And what, what is the point of that? That fools are acting that way. That people with ghetto mentality aren't thinking twice about things. People are just kind of going with the flow. That's just whatever it is. I actually have a few more things to talk about. That, and it's just, man, I'm telling you, it's just sad. It's just sad to hear people like talk like that and to, to think that way. So the second verse right here, I want you guys to read it. Proverbs 15, 14. And it says, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. Come on, man. That's the Bible right there to you, man. If you, if you are talking about the Bible doesn't mean anything to you, you're saying to, you, to the leaders and all that stuff, oh, the Bible's, you know, it's lame and all that. When you read that, I bet you're like, that's not in the Bible. No, no. It's in the Bible. And it's speaking out to people here who, who are hungry for knowledge but at the same time, the fools, the ones who, who, don't even, who don't even think twice, and they just feed on trash. And so I want to make a point here that when it talks about just feeding or, you know, is hungry for knowledge, it can just mean this, desire. So a wise person is hungry for knowledge. A wise person is hungry to impact their lives. It's, it's a, they're, they're, just, they're just wise that way. They're willing to change. They're willing to, to go after the things that will actually make a difference in this world. And what about those who are not wise? What about the fools? Well, they just feed on whatever. They think that it's okay to, to go home and, you know, just listen to, like, Nicki Minaj and then, you know, just flirt with guys and girls and just be on Facebook, ooh, you know, like that. Like, that's, like, the most important thing you can do in your life. That's what they want to do. And, you know, I don't want to, like, be just, like, the, the instigator and all that stuff, but that's a lot, that's some of the things that you guys do yourselves. Some of you guys don't even go to discipleship because you're not desiring to, to get better. You're not desiring to do things like that. It's just whatever it is. You know, I'm just going to feed on whatever's right next to me. So it's this simple. The wise want to learn. And sadly, the foolish want to burn. Think about that. They don't, want, they don't care about, about God. It's just, what are you talking about, God? God's not that important. God's not that big of a deal. A wise person wants to, to build. A wise person wants to understand. A foolish person just wants to get whatever's the latest thing. A foolish person just wants to, to make it hot. A foolish person just cares about those things. Feeding on trash, not caring about anything else. It's just whatever you put in my way. Like a pig. A pig will eat anything in its way. And it's just sad. The fool desires trash. It's kind of like saying, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want, I want this. I want uh, the next CD. I want this. I want to come over here. But when it comes to Jesus, like, no. Jesus, I hate you. Get out of my face. Gosh my face 
you, you go to the boyfriend, you go to the girlfriend, thank God, I'm just so happy that somebody understands me. Do you see that? You see how the, the, the foolish are just so quick to, to feed on anything, to desire anything? It's just like that. Ghetto mentality. Not allowing yourself to think above, you know, this low-quality standard. No one, no one wants to actually go forth and, and actually go to discipleship. Whoa, that's just too radical. You know, I don't, I don't want to go over there and, you know, get challenged to, to grow and all that stuff. I just want to, you know, sit on, on, on the pew and all that, and I just want to do that. Sad. And so I want to give you some examples of just ghetto mentality in itself. And so when you see these two pictures, your heart is going to gravitate towards one of them. Let's just be honest, Okay. And I, I want you to know, if you're looking at the guy to the left and you're saying, mm-hmm, he's got some swag, you ghetto, okay? <laughs> just, be, just be honest, you ghetto. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I was telling Adam that the other guy kind of looks like him. He does. But if you look at the guy to the right, you kind of laugh and you'll be like, what a, what a lame and all stuff. You don't, you, no, that means that you're just ghetto. Because one, the guy, Pitbull, man, he doesn't even stand for anything good. I just, man, oh gosh. He's all into, like, the club music and all that stuff, and he just comes out of nowhere, yo, come on, come on. Right? And, like, okay, that's so good about you. But what about the other guy, the hard worker, the guy who's willing to sit down and talk to you, the guy who, who's faithful, the guy who doesn't treat you like dirt? How about that guy? Yeah, the other guy, he has the, the, the cool shades and all that stuff. He's got the, the suit on. Man, like, come on, look, he's got the, like, the nice little clean, like, mustache thing there. And other guy's just like, hey, you know what? My name's Tim. <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> that's how it looks. But you see, that's what I'm saying to you guys, that your heart will gravitate towards one of them, and if you're thinking about the, the, the just the desire, the pleasure, oh, he looks so cool, he looks so good, and all that, then obviously, you messed up, you ghetto. And, you know, I could put a, a photo of, like, the, like the opposite, like girls and also, but that's just way too hard to actually look for something like this. It, it's not even appropriate, you know what I mean? You don't want a hoochie mama. You can put hoochie mama. You can put like you know Betty Homemaker in the next slide and all that. I, you know, it's not like that. So another example would be how you treat people. And so you know, like the skit how Monique was just yelling back at at you know her mom and all that stuff. That's what happens a lot, and you think it's okay. You think that just you know whatever is given to you, you can go ahead and you just yell and all that stuff, and that's fine. You know what I mean? She was just like, what are you talking about? I have heard so many of people like that, that when their mother told them to do things or the father told them to do things, it was just kind of like, just yell back, just yell back. Big argument, big commotion, and it's just crazy. And it can be with your friends. It can be with people that you go to school with. It can be things like that. It's not like I need to go and give you these, like, to-the-point examples. You know what I'm talking about. When you're ghetto mentality, when you're treating people in a low quality, it's true. And that happens in relationships. You think it, the best thing to do in your relationship is to, like, take it further and to do things like that. And you think that's, that's fine. Like, that's actually the thing to do. But what happened to the old people, like the old-fashioned people? What happened to the people who were celibate and people who were abstinent? Like, like, I don't like Twilight, but I like how it promotes, like, abstinence. It's, it's an awesome thing to think about it. So what about those things? I bet you you didn't even think about that. I bet you didn't think that, that you know, you can be ghetto in your relationships. That's sad. And how about this last one? An example, you can be ghetto in how you treat yourself. Come on. If you have a Facebook picture and you're like, like that, you ghetto, okay? 
You're going like, like that? You get it, okay? If you're showing some abs because you're a guy and you're, you're so hard, rock hard, you're ghetto, okay? <laughs> you ghetto, okay? The pento. And actually go back to this last one. And the, le- uh, the, third, the third scripture there says, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. You see, like, I actually know, like, a few people who do this, who think that because they've gone through the streets and all stuff, they got the street smarts and all that, they, you know, they know it. I've talked to people who, you know, who, who've dealt with just living a poor life and things like that. And you know what? It's sad that they, they can't, like, break away from that. But I'm telling you guys right now that if you think you have street smarts, you ghetto, Okay. Because street smarts don't mean anything. And you know, actually, as it says here in the scripture, fools think their own way is right. People can even twist the word of God sometimes to suit them and all that. And it's sad. They have this own wisdom about them. They walk down the streets. They think they're cool. And not, not even to just exclude people on the streets. Imagine this. Imagine you think that your own way is right when you say, I don't want to go to discipleship or I don't want to go to church. I, I'm too busy today. Or I want to go hang out with my boyfriend, my girlfriend, all that stuff. You think your own way is right. And the reality is that fools are prideful. That's it. You're prideful. Just call it out. Point black, you're prideful. You think your own way is the best way. No one can come up to you and say to you, hey, let me teach you about the Bible. And you'll be like, the Bible? I know everything about the Bible. Let me tell you some things about the Bible, Mr. Preacher Man and all that. I've, that happens to me. So many times in evangelism, people will be like, well, let me, let me see how sharp your sword is. What are we talking about, man? I'm out here preaching to you. You're the one who has, like, alcohol in your breath and all that. Get out of here with that. And the thing is, is that when we're talking about their own way is right, it can also be this, that your self-worth is non-existent. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, it's, it's cool how whatever I do, you're making excuses for your self-worth. That's it. You know, what? the reality is that you ain't got no self-worth. You don't believe in, you know, you don't believe that you're valuable. You don't believe that, that God actually cares about you guys. It's just kind of like, that's it, God. You don't mean nothing to me. My way or the highway, I don't care. The wise, what are they doing? The wise are always listening. The wise always want to go to somebody. The wise will go to, to a leader. The wise will go to somebody respectable. It doesn't have to be a leader in a church. It can be a teacher. It can be anything like that. They're willing to go. They're willing to accept correction because they know they're not teachers. They're students. Isn't that the case? So just laugh one more time at the pictures, okay? Thank you. Ha, ha, ha. I heard somebody over there. Sarcastic laugh. So why do people have ghetto mentality? You know, is it because they're, they're brought up in a bad way and all stuff? Sometimes, yeah, let's be honest and all that. And uh, I was thinking about it, man, like I, I admire people like Adam, Adam Yeves, Pastor Adam. Because, you know, I just, everything about him, he's well-rounded. When you talk to him, he's not like, he has like this dirty, like, like mentality. He's not like all that stuff. He just, he talks to you because like, he cares. He's very clean and all that. And he's just, you know, he was, he's brought up good, man. I'm going to shake your, your father's hand the next time I see him, okay? I'm going to be like, thank you, sir. Okay? But one of the reasons why people actually get ghetto mentality is because no one ever told them that they were valuable, that the low-quality standards that they set in their life and they say they're, that it's okay are actually are not. God says that he wants the best for you guys, the best, the best of the best. Imagine that. If you think about God and you think about just the great things that God did, he created the earth, he created all these beautiful things, think about that. God 
did the best. He wants the best for you guys. And you have so much value in each other. That's it. It's just like, Giselle, she's valuable. Michelle, she's valuable. Miriam, she's valuable. Tito, he's valuable. And God is so awesome. About it. He's so passionate about that. You know how passionate he is about that? Guess what? We're in a church. We're talking about this. He's so passionate that he would send his only son to die on the cross for you. While you were still sinning. While you would say to God, I don't care. He spit in his face. God was like, you know what? I love you so much. You value. You are so valuable. There's a price for you. You know what's that price? The blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Think about that. And so these next three scripture verses. What? We're too far back. Sorry. Actually, it was there. You see? So. The first scripture verse that says here, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. Come on, man. You weren't just put together by chance. No, but like, you know, it was just kind of like, whoa, like I got to create that person. Never mind. Then just walk away. Oh, man. I messed up. No, it's like God spent his time. <laughs> you know, come on, seriously. A lot of you guys think that way, too. It's like, no, I'm just garbage. No. Cutting yourself and all that. It's not funny, but seriously. No, you were put together in such a precious way. God knows every single thing about you guys. He has thoughts that outnumber the grains of sand on a beach in itself. Just think about that. On all the beaches in the world you can put, God has more thoughts about you than those. He, he's not just like, he didn't just give you sloppy seconds. He didn't make you out of nothing and all stuff. He took his time with you. A lot of you guys here, you know, you Arms working. Our other arms are working, you see? That's good. You can you can think. You have a brain. <laughs> Come on. So you see, he spent his time with you. The Bible talks about that, how you know he spent you know, he put him in the womb and that he he created them and all that, and that's the next scripture verse. But what about these scripture verses that you're a royal priesthood? Think about that. Isn't God saying to you guys that you're valuable, that you're worth more than just the, the junk on the floor, you're worth more than the trash in the alley? He's saying to you, that you are royalty. Royalty. And guess what? On top of that, you're chosen. God chooses people. God chose you to be saved. He was like, I want them to be saved. He's just like, I'm going to put people in the path. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get them. It's sad some people don't, don't receive it, isn't it? But think about that. That royal priesthood, chosen people. How about the next scripture verse? Psalm 139, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Come on. You are wonderfully made. Does the Bible say that you were put together? No, like just last second. The Bible doesn't say that you were garbage. It doesn't say all that. It gives you words like masterpiece. It gives you words like wonderfully. And if you were wonderfully made to be a masterpiece... Why are you lowering down your standards then? Think about that. If you are a masterpiece to God, think about masterpieces just in general. Think about the Mona Lisa. Imagine if you were to say, let's put the Mona Lisa underneath the highway where all the bums sleep. Is that, sitting, is, is that fitting for the Mona Lisa? No, right? Let's say that you want to make some filet mignon, Right? Some of that top stuff wrapped in bacon, you know, drizzle with some good juices, you know, I mean, just whatever it takes to make it taste good. Imagine filet mignon, and you just feed it to pigs. Come on, you see, I, I know you guys are like, what? If you were 
created to be God's masterpiece, then you lower down your standards. You are like putting the Mona Lisa underneath the highway. You are like putting me making filet mignon and feeding it to pigs, making five-course meal, lobster and all that. How about this one? Another example. You know, masterpieces and then lowering down the standard. When a Christian goes into a relationship that they shouldn't. Come on, how about... How about that? How about when a Christian acts the way they shouldn't? How about when God is saying to them great things to them and they're just not accepting it? As if like it's like the biggest burden in the world. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to bless you. Then you just go on and then you just live the, the wicked life as if that's the only thing you can get. Come on. God wants to bless people. He wants to put his favor on you. He doesn't want to just you know throw you some of the, the scraps and all stuff like you're the, the dog of the world and all that, like the crumbs. He wants to... Bless you guys. Favor you guys. He's, he's making you wonderfully. He's calling you masterpieces. He's sending his son to die on the cross for you. You are valuable in the eyes of God. So when you have that ghetto mentality, you just have to start thinking to yourself, that's it. I'm, I'm done thinking this low-quality stuff. I'm done arguing when I shouldn't argue. I'm done, you know, trying to treat people as if, like, that's the way I have to live my life. You don't have to treat anybody when you're, like, having a conversation. If somebody's treating you bad, you don't come up to them and be like, you know what? You, you stink. You know, are you going to say things like that? It's like, man, seriously. You know, I'm married, so I know, I know what it means to have get on mentality when you're arguing and all that stuff, right? And I've gone through, through some, some times like that. The Lord has blessed me like this. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. You don't have to talk that way. You don't have to treat your parents that way when they're telling you to do something. You know, it's like a simple thing. You throw the trash. No! Get out of my face! Gosh. Gosh, man, seriously, take a chill pill, man. And if everybody can stand up and if I can get the band over here. Amen, praise the Lord. So in review, we talked about the thought process that accepts low quality, low grade thought. You know what I mean? Low grade thought, like you know, buying some rims that are more expensive than the car. That makes no sense. Buy yourself a good car, man. You know, put on a microwave oven and say you're going to save some money on gas. It's like, what's your problem, man? The last point right here is a point I think a lot of you guys need to understand. I, the whole thing, obviously, but this last one. It's Mark 8.37. And I said this before in one of my old sermons, but fresh for you guys right now. Mark 8, 37. Is anything worth more than your soul? God's asking you a question there. Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything even close to it? In the scripture, it talks about, you know, what, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? The whole world. No one even has the whole world yet. But what good is it if you were to gain it? You have forfeit your, your soul. Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything worth more than that? I, I want you to imagine right now, just for a second, a lot of you guys here, you get money for bus or for, for lunch or things like that. And you protect that. You know, you mean you put it in your, your wallet and your pants and all that stuff, and you know, you're, you're observant of it. If you lose that money, you're up here and you're like making the biggest like commotion ever. Like, I lost my $2 or something like that. Like, it's the most like, it's extravagant thing. But imagine that you, you lost $2 and already you're, you're concerned about it. Now imagine if you had $1,000 on you. Fresh cash, Benjamins, your wallet, $1,000 on you. How would you act then? 
How would you act if you had $1,000 on you? I bet you, you would be paranoid, man. You would be like, be sitting down, you're going to be like, what are you sitting next to me for? What are you doing? And you like, you go in corners and all that stuff, you're like, awkward about it and all that stuff. But imagine that. Imagine $1,000. Now imagine this. Go further. Imagine you had a million dollars on you. Say you were walking around with the briefcase and all that stuff. You're like your Mr. High Class Executive. Imagine you had that briefcase. Come on. A million dollars. How would you act then? How would you act if you had a million dollars? Yeah, you say you go to the bank. Let's say you were here for some reason. You would have it in a briefcase. I bet you you would hire some bodyguards and all that stuff. You'd be protecting it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, this is my money. Get away from it. No, pizza's on me tonight. Nah. About a billion dollars. Come on. How about if you had like those big briefcases full of money and all that stuff? People are going to be asking you, what do you do for a living, man? What's going on? <laughs> Think about that, man. A billion dollars. If you had a billion dollars in front of, in front, you know, you had all that money, just Benjamins. You just count it, count it, count it, count it, count it. Think about that. That is so much money. You see, but... What is the Bible saying here that your soul is still more valuable than a billion dollars? So why aren't you protecting your soul? Why aren't you protecting that? You're all paranoid about the money and all that stuff. You get a big commotion when somebody, you know, robs from you and all that. But you don't get upset if you get in a bad relationship and somebody takes you away from the church or somebody, you know, starts saying to you, why are you believe in Jesus for? You're like, oh, okay, I don't care. You don't get upset with that. Why is it the case? Think about that. If your soul is more valuable than all that money, why aren't you protecting it? Why aren't you just saying, you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be careful about who comes next to me and all that. Think about that. And if somebody actually actually said that, oh, I care about your soul, they would do something about it. They would talk to you. They would preach to you. They would you know, teach you. If you got in a relationship with somebody and they said to you, oh, I care about your soul, they wouldn't just say, okay, I care about your soul. And I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go sleep together. They'll be like, man, so what you doing, man? You're saved and all stuff. You're going to church. Cool, man. You know what? Like, let me just sacrifice this time. We don't, want, we don't have to go to movies tonight. You can go to, to, you know, to Elevate. You can go to Encounter Night or whatever. Think about that, man. We, we don't know what exactly is so valuable. When we do, it's just kind of like, no, God, that's not valuable. And let, me, let me tell you what's valuable. This trash. This, this Nicki Minaj CD, this, this relationship that it's not taking me anywhere, and it's just because I like it. That's it. There's something wrong with that. And if you don't want to have that ghetto mentality anymore, then you need to simply do this. Just ask God for a new mentality. Ask God for a mentality that reflects what his word says to you, that you are a masterpiece in his eyes. That he's not going to give you second best. He's going to give you the best. He's going to give you everything your heart desires and more. He'll give you so many good things, you would be so just blown out of your mind. I've had prophecies spoken over me that were saying to me that if I were only to know what God had in store for me, I would run away because I would be so scared of the things that God has. God is so good. He loves every single one of you guys here. And I want you guys to just think about that for just one second. You're valuable in the eyes of God. Everybody can bow their heads. Close their eyes. If you're tired of letting the world say to you that you're not valuable, if you're tired of thinking 
so low about yourself, if you're tired about that, if you're tired, if you want to think the way God thinks about you, if you want to think of your life as valuable, as more precious than gold, as more precious than rubies, as more precious than a billion dollars, if you're tired and you just want more now, if you want to actually finally get what God wants for you, riches beyond measure, then I want you guys to come up to the altar and I want you guys just to, to lift your hearts to God. Fresh start today in Jesus' name. 
believing that they don't know anything about you they don't know how God made you God knows you so well stop believing what other people say about you that's not who you are it's not who you are they have so many conceptions about you oh she's not the smart one oh she's the one that's just you know just going into different things she's just going into the popular stuff oh she's just she's just whatever she is the Lord says that you are not that You are not that in the eyes of God. You are not that. You are not what they say that you are. You are better. You are better than that. In the eyes of God, God is saying you are better than that. You are precious to me. You are precious to me. You are precious to me. Sweet wine, 
If they could just look at me real quick, I just want to say something to you. All of you guys were created in such a beautiful way, and the Bible says that you are made in God's image. You are made in God's image, and that your your temple, the temple of the Lord, the temple right there, your body is so valuable in the eyes of God. And God is just so He just puts so much on you. He He says that right here, Mike. Worth Jesus dying on a cross. Worth it. If it was just for him, it was worth it. Think about that. He he made you in his image. It ain't no no gutter punk image. It ain't no juggalo image. It ain't no cheerleader image. It's just the image of God. You were created in the image of God. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Think about that. If anybody knows you, it's God. So, if if you just need some more prayer and all that, then you can stay after here. But we're just going to dismiss right now. So, Lord God, we come before you, God, and we we want just to to say, Lord God, that we we can get so easily entangled with sin, God. We can get so easily entangled, God, of the way of the world. Our our minds can be so become so easily entangled in the way the world wants us to think, Lord God. But we want more, Lord God. We want more of you. We want more of the truth, God. And we don't want to live this life, Lord God, as if we know everything, Lord God. But we want to listen to others, Lord God. We want to listen to what you say, Lord God. If you created us, Lord God, then tell us what you want, God. God, we ask you, God, that every single person here, Lord God, will find value in your kingdom, God. That there would be a, a wave of movement, God, of sons and daughters of the king that every single person here lord god will find value lord god as people talk to them lord god they won't go through the same things anymore lord god they won't talk the same way they won't have the junk in their mind lord god the trash in their in their ideology lord god but they'll finally see things in a valuable way they'll finally be willing to do things the right way lord god and if people call them old-fashioned then oh well lord god but we're doing it to please you lord god we're doing it to glorify your name, God. Be magnified, Lord God, and elevate, Lord God. And let every single person here, Lord God, let them just experience, you know, who on a level, Lord God. This whole week, Lord God, be with them, Lord God. Be with every single person, Lord God. Convict their hearts, Lord God, if they walk away from this message thinking that it's okay, Lord God, to continue on doing the things that they've done, Lord God. Lord God, have mercy, God. Have mercy on those. Be with us, Lord God. Strengthen us, God. Be our strong tower, Lord God. In Jesus' name.
Everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. All right, well, now you guys, you guys still want to pray, you can stay up here and whatnot. But if, if not, then you can go to the, the back over there in the student center and just fellowship. Oh, Jesus.